Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that, Lil? Twelve hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch. Nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta. Yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There but for the grace of God, go with me. With a nickel-sized hell and a damaged wind. We roll over New York, never let us back in. We blew out the lights, kick a windows in. And when the law showed up, said they're gonna have to take us in. They're scared of my music. I know that we as a species are still pretty underdeveloped when we can't control the dreams that we want to remember. If you're getting messed up all day or at least to like 2 p.m. for a 30-second dream that you had the night before during your REM sleep, then we still have problems as not like a society, but as a species. And if you're thinking, oh, I really like that dream. Why don't I remember it? Why can't I remember it? This would have been nice to think about today. This is a, a fun dream. I hit a, a fadeaway three in the, in the finals of, of some uh, intramural game. Whatever. You know, you want to remember that. Think about that dream. No, you don't want to think about awkward, weird dreams all day that make you think you did them in real life. I only bring this up because it's been happening to me all week. And I'm not, and nobody wants to hear about anybody's dreams. It's true. I'm not going to tell you what I've been dreaming about. Nobody would care about that. But the aspect of having to constantly live like it's, you know, when you're in a humid room, when you're in that humid room, you're like, ah, someone, can we get a window open? You're drinking water, it's not helping. Your hair is puffing up more than it normally would. It, it, I know, my hair might be an exception, but. It's like that. It's like sitting in a humid room, and then you think you got a a breeze coming at you. You're like, okay, this is fine. And then some other little detail from the dream pops up. You're like, oh, did I do that today? Did I talk to that person today? And then it doubles down, and it starts getting way too real. And and if you become aware that you're having a weird-ass dream, then your brain starts meshing in shit that you would actually do. And you're like, oh, my God. That's how I would approach that situation. That's what I would do. It's insufferable. I cannot. I, I, it's one of the things where I know that if it were to, if I were to have woken up today after another weird dream and went for a jog, I would have probably been okay. If I would have done something to clear my mind and not think about the the awkwardness that happens in these dreams, I'd probably be okay. But if I'm waking up and I say, okay, got to do the ins and outs for the Chad Duke Show Friday show. Welcome, everybody. I'm Gigantor, uh, the producer of the show. I, just to introduce the show presented by Monk's Barbecue as well. If I'm waking up and just going right over here, right to my desk, doing a little show prep, doing this and that. And all I'm thinking about is the just the, the weirdness and I'm sitting in it. 
it's not it's not fun. You can't have fun doing that because it's going to take too long. We we're not developed enough to do this. We're not developed enough to take full control of our own consciences. Or, or, or uh, yeah, right. We're not we're not uh, we're not in control. We still aren't. There's maybe some people that are. There's people that can sit in a room in silence for an hour and have nothing go through their brain. For that to happen for me, I need to have an old ONA clip going as well as playing Modern Warfare on the smallest maps possible. Like, that's when I get my no brain activity time. It can't just be sitting down alone with my brain. We're not there yet. I don't know how many people are there yet. Oh, it just tilts me. It just gets... I just cannot get past the idea that I can't go about my day without having to fully concentrate on not thinking about something. I don't know what Watson's doing either. I don't know what Deshaun Watson's doing. I didn't know you could extend a deadline. Uh, I'm talking about Atlanta here. Uh, I didn't know you could just extend a deadline as to when to give a player a bonus. Uh, in Matt Ryan's case, they've extended it to Tuesday because I think they're working on a trade for him to go to Seattle or Indianapolis, two organizations far better than Atlanta. Uh, I just have never seen anything like that where uh, you could just say, okay, we're going to push this back four days while Deshaun Watson makes his decision. Oh, City never deserved them. He never really did much. I know MVP award, whatever. Um, but still, you don't deserve a guy that has never caused one issue once. And now you're saying, oh, you're due $7.5 million. How about we give it to you on Tuesday? How many other quarterbacks in the league would be cool with that? While the team is actively trying to bring in his replacement You've never seen a more professional quarterback ever. Maybe Flacco. I'll say this. Flacco has taken bump after bump in the league and has gotten no respect. And he somehow is just still playing and and walking around. And now he's on the Jets and he's doing whatever. He's just getting paid. Never heard a complaint out of Flacco. Never heard a complaint out of Ryan. There's some guys that you just don't hear complaints out of. Never heard one complaint out of Charlie Batch. Love me some Charlie Batch. I don't understand why some players complain and some players don't. I know playing on a team, I saw I saw teammates quit the team four times and then be back for morning lift the next day. Some guys are just very, very dramatic when it comes to football. Uh, I don't know if that... I don't know what that has to do with. I've never been able to pin that down as to why some guys can just go in, you know, bring their hard hat to work and, and their their lunchbox and just go to work. And some guys are just, I, I it's all life or death. Every single snap, everything, everything is, this is, oh, I'm on the team. I'm off the team. Nah, I'm not getting the ball. I'm getting it. And all you face masked me. I'm off. You're not going to call that. I'm not getting respected. I, weird players, man. Everybody's different. So that's why. When 
uh, the generalizations happen, and I'm I'm definitely guilty of it. Also, making generalizations, you just don't understand. It's a different sport. It's not like pitchers and baseball, and you, you can generalize pitchers and baseball. They're all weird. They're all weird. They're all finicky, and they're all very proud. Except for Charlie Morton, who was one of the saddest. If you ever listen to a Charlie Morton press conference, he has such little self confidence in himself. It is not fun. Like you're like. Dude, you've been maxed out a couple times in this league, and you still have such little self confidence. At least talking to the media, he is one that you can, you got a, you got a couple outliers. Pitchers are all weird. Um, most of the centers in the NBA are all kind of goofy. Maybe it's because they're just you know they're seven foot two and they're all odd, uh, but they're all goofy in a way. So you can make some generalizations in sports. Um, Caps fans are miserable. There's generalization. <laughs> okay. I'll, I won't double down again. I'll stop. I'll stop. I know that you guys can be a little tendy. I, I, I won't I won't do that. Well, football players are hard to generalize. They just are. And the way they go about their businesses is different with every single player. And if I if Duke said, hey, Tor, there's this, this producer, and he's just fire, and I'm going to need you to give them all the login stuff and teach them how to post the episodes and, you know, do this and that. And then uh, I'm going to be shopping you out. <laughs> you know, I'm going to see what I can get. I'm going to see if I can get a new a new mic for you in a trade. I'll be like, oh, okay. I guess I don't know what I'm going to do. I guess I'll make a document with, with all the contacts that he might need to have. I, I don't know how I would approach that. That would be a weird thing to approach. And if this it's – we're not talking about a, a prideful sport with millions on millions of dollars on the line. Football's weird, and quarterbacks are really, really weird too. Because Kyler Murray, who's never won a thing and ever and, and did a thing, is now looking for an extension after not doing anything and deleted all of his social media. I don't know. Maybe it's the guys that grew up in the time where social media scouting happened instead of you know scouts going to the games. Everyone telling them they love them. I mean, if you if you have the time, don't do it, and just take my word for it. But you should see the like the the twitters for like two and three star recruits who will just go on a visit to a school. I mean, the grown men and or the grown adults tweeting at these seventeen year olds, begging them. To come play for their school, their college. It's the cultiest thing I've ever seen. And you're just, I, I, I'm taken away by it because everyone's begging for your services in football. So maybe you do have more of an ego at a younger age when it comes to recruiting. Maybe you do. Uh, and that's, that's weird. It's almost too much power for somebody that that is that age uh, and too much of reading your own news clippings and saying, oh, I oh, I got 30 people at, at Texas that tweeted me today that wanted me to go there because I posted a, a story that I was on their campus for a visit. Uh, it's weird. Football players are really weird. Um, you know what's not weird? Monk's Barbecue. Did you see their St. Patrick's Day specials? I almost, I almost... It was tough to not call out and just go there and just get shots of Guinness... And shots of all of their delicious whiskey uh, at Monk's Barbecue at 251 North 21st Street, Percival at Monk's BBQ on Instagram and Twitter. 
just give them a follow on social media. And then if you have it already, you'll know what I'm talking about. You'll see their specials for their drinks and their foods. And you'll say, oh, what am I going to be doing this Saturday? Nothing. I won't be doing anything this Saturday. And instead of sitting in your house, cooking up some Eggo waffles and, you know, frozen bacon, head to Monk's Barbecue. Have yourself, I don't know, a meal that you could brag about to your loser co-workers. Say, I just got some legit barbecue, fucker. What'd you do this weekend? Watch a t-ball game? Sure. <laughs> I had some of those best brisket I've ever had in my life. Monk's Barbecue. All right, well, it's the Friday show, and we had a huge week this week. Uh, two big weeks back-to-back, um, but this week we were coming off of a, an event on Sunday that wasn't necessarily a show event, but rather a show dinner, and I'm going to give you a lot of the recap of that. It was the Joe Rogan Dinner 2, and it was for Jester's wife, wife's 40th birthday, and if you weren't really plugged into the show, his wife didn't attend, <laughs> which is now the running bit uh, for... Mass, uh, for milestones in Jester's personal life, I guess we go to Ruth's Chris. <laughs> and I had myself a time there. And there were some people that were, uh, to put it nicely, providing content. So you'll get plenty of that recap. And also a conversation that I really enjoyed with Shoot was um, we don't really bond over much. Uh, but this is something I felt like we had a connection on at least. Um Video games and playing video games at like 11 p.m. at night with a, a party of like three or four guys that you're just like, wow, you know, the, you're just in your own little space. It's a really fun time, really nice time. I, I enjoyed that and talking a little bit about Elden Ring, talking about a little this and that, a little bit of video game talk. I know we haven't done that for a while on the show. So I hope you guys are going to enjoy that. And one more thing I hope you guys are going to enjoy. You have to know what I'm going to say now. You have to know. It's been over a year of this sponsorship with Manscaped.com. It's been over a year with the offer of 20% off and free shipping with at Manscaped.com with the code Dukes. That's D-U-K-E-S. 20% off and free shipping. Not a joke 5% off uh, gimmick. No, no, no. 20% off. And today I just like to talk about the performance package 4.0 plus the peak hygiene plan. It's already been marked down from $217 to $119. You're saving 45% already. And now you also get 20% off in free shipping with the code Dukes. This includes the lawnmower 4.0, the best body hair trimmer that I've found, the weed whacker, ear and nose hair trimmer, the crop preserver, anti-chafing ball deodorant. That is money. If I'm, if I'm walking around, I got that uh, uh, the ball deodorant on, I'm like, okay, <laughs> if something crazy happens, at least I'm not going to be straight at thinking, oh, I'm not doing too good. The Crop Reviver Ball Spray Toner, the Magic Mat, disposable shaving mats, and then a couple free gifts in the bag also. The Shed, the Travel Bag, I bring that on every trip with me, and a pair of Manscaped boxers, because I know if you're like me, you got a bunch of boxers with a bunch of holes in them, and you're walking around, you know, willy-nilly in some old, tattered, drawers. So head to manscaped.com, use the Duke's promo code and get 20% off and free shipping. Now, on with the funny. Hey everyone, if you haven't become a Facebook supporter of the Chad Duke Show or want more information, head to Chad Duke Show on Facebook and click the supporter hub tab. It's $5 a month, you'll get access to all the video content from our bonus shows and Friday night hoot nannies. So, um... I'll go back to the very beginning. Yesterday was Jester's wife's 40th birthday. <laughs> and a couple of weeks ago, 
Jester came to me and said, hey, dear boy, my wife's got a big birthday coming up, and I don't care for her as much as I used to. And I said, all right, Jester, what does that mean? He's like, well, since it went so well that on our 10th anniversary, Austin and the boys went to Roost Chris, I thought we could do it again. I was like, that, that's great, man. Does that mean you're taking us all out? And he said, no, dear boy. And I was like, oh, okay. So I guess I'm taking you out. Um, so we decided to meet up for on the day. People that think maybe there was some sort of uh, you know chicanery or sleight of hand. No, yesterday was Jester's wife's fortieth birthday. She left a comment. Did you see the comment she left on uh, one of the posts on Instagram? Oh, I think I know the post you might be referencing. Let me go and see. This, <laughs> this is a particularly aggressive one at the towards the end of the evening. <laughs> After maybe the guy that posted it was three sheets to the fucking wind. <laughs> uh, but it's a picture of Jester blowing a giant smoke ring. <laughs> What's the caption read there, Tor? <laughs> when your wife is turning 40 and you don't care at all. <laughs> Hashtag JR Dinner 2. <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> oh, do you see what she posted on there? We see the wow? Yeah, she's the yeah. wow. <laughs> I don't think she's happy about that. At the time, I was I almost said something to her like for no reason other than just pure meanness. And I was like, what the fuck are you doing? Calm down. Um but uh, we uh, we all met up at the um, the parking lot outside of the strip mall in beautiful Fairfax Corner. Wow, so scenic over there. <laughs> um, and instead of going to a bar, I guess all the boys decided, except for Monk, who is fashionably late, fashionably late, dressed yeah. like a Russian mobster. <laughs> it's a great um, look. It's a great look. I, for he him. did look really good. I got it. Thanks. We said it off the show on the show. It was a I, I popped big. Yeah, thank you. Yeah, but popped, but by the way, popped a boner big. Yeah. Like he was, he made multiple references to his genitals I when did? Monk came walking through. It made me stir a little bit. Oh, I don't not know you. Why. He tore it. He was putting you over yeah. big in the biggest way possible. Yeah, he wanted to, he wanted to take Joe's jacket off of his chair so you could put yours on. Yeah, and, and you know, <laughs> and make then, it official. At one point, Tor was pointing down at the short crooked guy and said, "I got to cover this up because <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what he calls it." And he said, "I got to cover this up because I got it's filling with blood right now." Monk fucking walking over here. The short crooked guy is going to be fucking out of control. You need to call that bent carrot company. What fuck? Why would you name it that? That's a terrible nickname for your schwanz. Who first named it that? Was it your first girlfriend? I wonder. Your mom? Um... All right, we need to take a bath, young Gigantor. Put the short crooked guy in between your legs. Mommy doesn't want a face full again. Oh, my God. All right. Mark. Marking that. Mark's got nothing to do with it. Oh, I'm going to puke. Oh, man. Oh, Jesus. You think he was late just to, to make the big entrance in his fancy uh, Eastern Promises, duds? It, I don't think Monk would. I don't think Monk likes being late, except for this show. Uh, yeah, yeah, I'm always late. He's, he's late always to late. everything. I am late to everything. He's never been on time oh, once. Wow. Well, I think he was on time today, wasn't he? Kind of. He's lucky you were completely out of sorts. Or, yeah, right. he probably would have been late. But, um, yeah, you're probably right. But it, So, you guys, when I rolled up, you guys were drinking behind the dumpster in the parking lot. <laughs> <laughs> Which was kind of an odd look because there's, you know, in the little mall area we were in, there's about 10 bars in that area. Is there any particular reason why you guys were drinking behind the dumpster? No, I just got a uh, hot text from Neil that said, me and Steve are drinking martinis in the parking lot. Come meet us a half hour early. Oh, that's nice. Uh, I didn't get that text. So I uh, showed up, and uh, Neil had a nice uh, tin martini glass for me. 
And uh, Steve showed up, and then we, uh, you know, just stood Steve brought the, the pie taster van. <laughs> yeah, dude. Which was a weird move, I thought. He was hauling ass down the highway dude. too. With that thing. <laughs> you know I how was many? Like, what the fuck? <laughs> do you know how many almost DWIs that guy's had? You told us about one yesterday that I, he almost got. I think he gets. A, I think the reason he brings the van is because people don't fuck with him when he drives in that van. Like, if you're in a big work truck, I don't think anyone's going to stop you. Whereas if you're driving, he drives like a Supra. Have you seen his car? Yeah. He drives, it's get really this nice. ready, the <laughs> car I've ever <laughs> seen in my fucking life. It's not really nice. He has the <laughs> car I have oh, ever seen in my it. life. Because Steve's kind of a big guy, you know? Uh -huh. He's like a rock and roll guy. And then he climbs out of this Miata, and you're like, what the fuck happened to you? <laughs> so it's either the Miata or it's the Pie Van. I was just surprised he showed up in the pie van, that's all. You yeah. could be more inconspicuous. Like when I was driving my granddad's minivan, I'm like, yeah. oh, no one's fucking with me Oh, in no this. one is going to think you've got anything going on at all in that thing. <laughs> he like, blocked me in the parking lot in that big-ass thing, they and didn't... I didn't realize it was him. Oh, so I start cursing and, Too and short moving fuses. up on him and all that. <laughs> but I fuck you up. I start walking over to the van after I parked to get a look at the guy, and it was fucking Steve, and was like, oh, shit. Yeah. Were you going to fight somebody? I was, I was, I was, I was getting ready. And I was right, that was right before he tried to fight me at the bar. So that, <laughs> Monk was looking for a fight at some point last night. Um, but the boys came up, and I, uh, I brought Jester back his Mike the Miz Slurpee cup. <laughs> Which was fun. And then it was awkward because I, I had two bottles of gin. I had one for Steve and I had one for Ant-Man. And I had one from uh, Neil and I had one for Ant-Man because I didn't know Steve was a late addition to the party. Um, after, of course, we had our falling out. And uh, I didn't know he was going to be there, so I felt awkward with that. I, I came bringing gin gifts, but I didn't give it. And, hey, man, I think I'm officially ready to say this. I don't think gin's your drink. I, I don't think you know <laughs> no. how to order it. I, there's no evidence that you particularly care for it. And you get blackout, fall down drunk every time you have it. Yeah, I agree with that. You're with me here on this? Yeah, I'm with you. All right. I'll try, I got to try a new drink then. He kept ordering drinks during dinner tour that don't exist. He's like, I'll have a gin and white vinegar. It's like, what the <laughs> fuck? What, and the bartenders never know what he wants. He's like, no, hold on, I'll tell you how to make it. Take two-fifths of rosemary. You're like, what in the shit are you ordering? We all like our own little you know, special drinks, but that's not necessarily something you order out at no, Ruth's Chris. When you're at home being weird with your pomegranate juice and your bad whiskey, that's exactly. when you do it. Yeah, you don't do it at Ruth's Chris. <laughs> Anyways, by the time we actually got to the bar, he's flailing around and he's sitting up and the chair's stuck to his ass and he's dropping it on the floor and he's falling down. You had no chill at all last night, Ant Man. No, I got pretty drunk uh, at dinner. <laughs> after, gin so? drunk is after the tenth gin drink. That's gin drunk. It is it's like a hallucinatory, yeah, yeah. mean drunk. <laughs> I don't like it. Um, so we all uh, we all walk in and uh, they do the bit. I love this bit where you know they're ashamed of you. Mm -hmm. um, so they walk us the same way they did the first time, all the way to the back, yeah. all the way to the back corner. And it was funny because when my wife and I went there, they put us right up front. And she said, where did you guys sit? And I was like, you don't even, I don't even know if you can see it from here. It's so yeah. far in the back. Uh, but I was happy about that. The problem was is they keep wanting to put us in um, a situation where half of the people have to sit in a booth. And I would say roughly two-thirds of the people that are ever going to be at these dinners cannot physically get into a booth anymore. Yeah, Neil trying to get in and out of that booth was, was great. By the way, what is Neil going to admit he has prostate cancer? Because, yeah, seriously. I mean, Ant-Man pissed of a hundred times less than Neil pissed during that dinner. Yeah, he had to go a couple times. 
But also, he wouldn't just say, hey, get out of the way. I got to piss. Hey, hey, Joe, whenever you got to get up, uh, yeah. I'll go with you. I'm can, like, right, I, I took the hint, Neil. I'll, I'll get up so then Joe can get up so why, can go piss. Why wouldn't Neil say, I've got prostate cancer. I need to sit outside because I'm going to piss 14 yeah, times during he dinner. He should have sat on the edge, not Why did he sit all the way on the inside yeah. so everyone had to get up whenever he... And then he wouldn't cop to it. Yeah. I'm like, how fucking... I don't need to piss anytime soon, but just in case you get up. How insulting was Neil the whole goddamn night? Oh, he's super mean. He's so fucking mean. He was running down Steve the whole day. He got. Just by association. But for no reason. He got so hammered after the second drink, he was drunk. His face. Did you guys watch his face light up? Like, it went from a normal colored face. It it, it flamed on. Oh, hey, there's Neil. Oh, Jester, you you big son of a bitch, you. You I'm like, what the fuck? What the fuck? Hey, Monk, why can't you grow hair on your face and not on your head? (laughs) I noticed that's coming back on top of that face. Someone throw something else at Chad. That was funny. Dude. (laughs) Oh, my God. Oh, I didn't. You know why I didn't forget about it? I took my jacket off when I got home and it just smelled like gin. (laughs) (laughs) That's right. fucking booze. Oh, you were in the the worst spot, dude. I told my I told my wife I was like, this has to be dry clean because it has lobster juice and gin all over it. We'll get to Neil being an asshole. But... <laughs> By the way, Jester can go fuck him. You know what? We're never doing this ever again. <laughs> Jester can go fuck himself too because this whole thing started with Jester hitting me up for another fucking two thousand dollar dinner, and then he has the balls. To send a group text to all of us saying, hey, guys, my wife's feeling kind of weird about this. Maybe y'all should get her some gift cards for her fucking birthday. I said, what? (laughs) I'm taking your big ass away from her for a few hours. That's my gift to her. (laughs) I was shocked that he sent that text because. Oh, he is. You know what? He's a bit of a (laughs) chasa. I didn't know that. I didn't know Jester was a schnurr. Dude, yeah, Jester the Schnurr. I can't believe that all he did too for her birthday was have dinner at their house. He didn't even take her out the night before. No, nothing for her. I would say at least like, oh, all right, honey, wow. we're going to the Bugaboo Steakhouse. Like, we'll go out. Yeah. Fucking, I'll be a singing moose for you, you ham and egger. Like, I'm going out for the real steak dinner tomorrow night with the boys. At least say that. Yeah, do something. Don't don't. And she, and he didn't even cook it. She cooked the dinner. What was it? I I don't even know. Some shit meal. (laughs) Some shit. Some shit Essex meal. Some stupid Essex fucking dinner. I'm guessing it was had Stouffer's on the box. Is what I'm guessing. I don't cooking going on in that fucking house. Jester's going out to Wendy's every three fucking minutes while he's on his diet. Motherfucker. So the whole time, and Neil kept. I think it was Neil. Somebody kept saying, "Oh, Dukes can't wait to get out of here. He doesn't want to have anything to do with this." I was like. What, this is all my idea. Like, yeah. if Jester fucking came to me, I, I love all those guys. Like, that is, that as far as, like, a core group for of people I hang out with, I think this might be the strongest one I've ever had. Everybody's fun. Everybody does something different. Um, there's only a couple of schnurrers, one being Joe and then one being fucking Jester and the other one being Tor. Or, you know, you're, they're never, they'll die before they pay for anything ever. Yeah. By the way, Joe thought he lost his wallet last night, and we all know he was lying because he didn't take his fucking wallet out yeah. once. Never. <laughs> Yeah, dude, that was such dude, bullshit. How much free <laughs> food and lot. booze did Joe get last time, yesterday? Oh, <laughs> hundreds of dollars. Yeah, like at least five hundred dollars worth least. of stuff. Right? Yeah. Because he didn't pay for shit at dinner, mm-hmm. and then we went that that the, our bar tab at the club had to be four hundo. Had to be. We was ordered. I mean, there was just drinks. piles of fucking drinks out front. 
Joe, Joe didn't even fucking, he didn't even make the motion. He didn't even fucking go to reach into his back pocket to fake that he was going to pay for the tab. Like, Neil, Neil told me this morning that he left his credit card at the club and then he ate cheeseburgers the whole way home and he found one just on the floor of his truck this morning. He, he found a cheeseburger. On the way home after that? Yeah. I don't know how he ate red meat last night. I, I got home and I like, I made a, a one last vodka club soda and then I was like, I don't know that I'll ever eat meat ever again. <laughs> And then I ate six pounds of Italian cold cuts about thirty minutes yeah. ago. I don't. I don't even know. Tor, help me. Where do we? Oh, you're cheap chiseling, motherfucker. But that's okay. You're yeah. a young man. Don't have a pot to pit. I mean, he's got money to spend on Italy. He doesn't have money to spend on anything in regards to us. I understand that. That's the way that he works. But he's also kind of on the clock. Like he's he's working. Joe, you know, is cheap and an asshole. And and Jester is, is Jester. So like the people that are chiselers, I don't even really mind all that much. I mind it when I get to the dinner table and I can see the boys. You would say, well, you weren't there for the first one, but Monk and uh, Monk wasn't there for the first one either. And man, you were. Yep. The chilled seafood tower was probably got the biggest pop of the night for the first supper that we had. Oh yeah, the first Joe Rogan. The, the the chilled seafood tower is glorious when they bring it out presentation is spectacular yeah. um and i knew that tor tor's been I've, he's doing this for for a month <laughs> and i'd be like what, what's that noise you're making he's like just thinking about the chilled seafood tower pictures of his face were the best oh, i loved it but also it's, it's tough when someone is that genuinely happy to like deny them so i didn't want to leave quickly i just i had learned from our first experience that that is a slow place that they cook steaks and it takes a minute for the steaks to come out it takes a minute for everything to come out and we had a waiter that was i would say extraordinarily good natured but not very good at his job um yeah. i think it's fair to say that right it's, it's pretty fair. new as well it's fine and i it was fine because it was it was funny but there were times when like i i saw how slow the drinks were so i said let me go ahead and order two drinks and then everybody around me said, oh, I'll get two drinks, too. <laughs> then they all got their drinks, and I didn't get my drink. Like, it was, that happened a couple of times. Yeah, that was pretty crazy. The martini got spilled into the old-fashioned. <laughs> yeah. I saw that, yeah. <laughs> well, at least it, it went in, like at least it didn't go onto somebody's shoulders and back. <laughs> Not um, that time. So the, the, I ordered two. We sit down, and I say, look, two chilled seafood towers. We need them as soon as you bring them out. Ah, yes, sir. Well, no problem. So they bring them out. Everybody's excited. Everyone's, may I tour? Uh -huh. Butt size. Amen said that a couple of times last night. I don't know if you recall. In Grand Rapids, Michigan. Jesus Christ. But, but sorry. Don't mean to interrupt. You're not interrupting. Yeah. What was the other thing? He had a third thing that he kept saying, too. He, he said butt sized every other word. He kept telling us how great Grand Rapids was. <laughs> something else really stupid. It was something else it's really something dumb. Else really what was the other, the other dumb thing you kept I, saying? I don't remember. There was something dumb you just kept saying over and over and over. I'm sure. Um, I don't remember the Grand Rapids thing either. At all? You remember that? Dude, that's what we Head of their tourism bureau. It started oh, yeah, at yeah, Ruth's yeah, Chris. Yeah. They were talking about Grand Rapids, and then he was screaming in front of me over to my right about Grand Rapids. And then an hour later, we're at the bar, and I hear him again, man, you just wouldn't believe what it's like up there, the beauty of Grand Rapids. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> um, the chilled seafood towers come out, and everyone's very excited. And, oh, uh, yeah. 
Toward there's there's a great there's about a seven picture sequence of you just it looking like a child if there's a giant <laughs> present under the tree knowing that it's yours to unwrap. That's what it felt like. <laughs> so, lobster claws, crab. See, the, what was the big your shrimp. what was your first reaction when you saw them oh, laid on the table? Fucking boner alert. <laughs> <laughs> God, the short crooked guy fucking started yeah. thumping up against the underside of the table. <laughs> I'm like, oh shit! He punched my leg. <laughs> he was very excited. Well, that probably was just for you. <laughs> what were you more excited for? The, the seafood or monks new Italian? gangster look. Seafood. Okay. By a thousand. Very good, very good. Oh. Jesus, that's hurtful. By a thousand? People are hurtful to you for no reason. They are. <sighs> um, Tor, Tor started in on the uh, the towers, and uh, I noticed that like he was just cleaning out one of them. Like one of them. Every time I looked up, he's like, lobster <laughs> tail, crab leg, I dishing out the fucking lump meat. You you ate for a solid, I'd say, 30 minutes on those things. I mean, everyone else was either doing the bit where they weren't... They were diddle-dicking around. Yeah, and they... I, I was like, all right, I'm not doing this. This is the seafood tower. This is this is what we're here for. That's right, it's the main event. So let's get it on. And I, I decided, all right, I'm gonna I'm gonna eat the crab legs, I'm gonna eat what what what's over here in my little quadrant and it's going. And Monk Monk was putting down some good seafood too. I saw that. I th- I think Jimmy was 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 fucking it up a little bit too. Oh I'll say he was. For um, somebody from Maryland to not know how to eat seafood. It was shocking. Well, yeah, not even the, he ate seafood the first time. That's yeah. what would have made it even more shocking. So Jimmy's got what I can only describe as the biggest lobster claw I've ever seen. It was like the size of a 16-ounce boxing glove. And I hear, at first I hear like, and then it's, like, he's, he's definitely putting some effort into it. And I hear a giant explosion, and then I look to my left, and there's a fucking lobster claw hurtling through the air that whacks me. I, I don't even know where it hit me first, but it hit me three different places, like chest, chin, then it bounced off my shoulder, and then eventually landed on the floor. That thing was going 100 miles an hour. It, it was so fast. I've never seen it. Dude, it hurt. When it hit, it hurt. It looked like it was shot out of a cannon. And Of course, it hit nobody else. It just hit me. And instead of, so the whole table explodes. Like, everyone starts high-fiving. <laughs> Fuck nukes. Um, everyone's very excited. And I was like, God damn, how the fuck did that happen? Like, it, it, if, if this happened in, like, a naked gun movie, it would make sense. Yeah. But in real life, you'd never see anything like that. Right? I, I saw him working on it. it. It's in his hand one second in a blink of an eye. It's into your chest. I don't know what the hell happened. And I was looking at the whole thing. He found the perfect physics of the of the claw cracker yeah. to fucking shoot it out. I, I, I wish I could think it was a mistake. I, I just, I don't think it's a mistake. It's the- Jester's the angle. Like, when you dig, dig, like Jester is the most affable, nicest guy you've ever met for about like the first six inches of topsoil. Yeah. But once you get down to that earth, he's the angriest person I've ever met in my life. He's wanted to, to physically fight me for over a year he wanted to he, he threatened yes, that's right. <laughs> by the way that's right that was new information right so i've known that for a while did jester said at dinner the only reason i want to lose weight is so i can kick tor's ass oh my god i didn't yeah, hear that it was convincing too. and he wasn't smiling like he was dead serious when i first joined this show like last december or two decembers ago fucking he was like I'm gonna get on your back and jump on your back and piggyback on you. I'm like, oh, what are you, Jester? I don't it's, think that, that that's really hostile. good. And yeah. I'm, like, I'm like, no, no, thank you. I he's mad at you for. Well, he was starting to fight somebody else too last night, though, wasn't he? Was it Ant Man? Yeah, I think he, it was Ant. He, he, he said he wanted to wrestle Ant also. 
And I had to put the no horseplay embargo back on. <laughs> I don't. I don't mean to be mean to Jester, but he had to sit down for for an hour because we walked two blocks to dinner <laughs> when we were down at the. He almost fucking died. He stared at the wall inside over and over again. And I an asked hour. him. I said, "What's wrong?" He goes, "My my heart and my lungs aren't working, there, boy." And I'm like, "Well, I don't know. You should be fighting anybody right now." Definitely not. <laughs> Jesus Christ. So the, I think I don't think the lobster claw. I don't think it was a coincidence that he tried to take me out with it. <laughs> and here was here was the worst two parts, is that it hit the ground and it dumped about, I'd say roughly $25 in lobster onto the carpet, which didn't get <laughs> it was eaten. It's a huge chunk. I was really upset about that. And then Jester proceeded to not apologize and then just laugh hysterically for the next 10 minutes, <laughs> like wiping tears out of his eyes and going crazy. And I was like, Jester, this is funny, but, you know, could you at least say you're sorry for doing it? <laughs> No, dear boy. And I'm like, all right, well, that's just going to be the way that it is, I suppose. Yeah, I was shocked that he didn't apologize for it. And I don't think he ever did. It was the, it was the craziest thing I've ever seen happen. I mean, it was funny. It, it was. But it I, was do, I do think, I don't know. This is my shot. <laughs> I mean, he couldn't have thrown it faster. He couldn't have thrown it faster. No. Right. This dumb motherfucker bought this thing, and I'm going to take him out with it. Um... Yeah, that was weird. And then I don't remember when I got the... Oh, it was when... Um, who was sitting directly to my right? Steve. Oh, Steve. The, our, our waiter had to, had a bit of the shaky hands. Um, <laughs> I would say roughly all of my drinks got spilled. Um, I think most of our drinks got spilled a little bit, right? Yeah. yeah. I guess Steve at one point, as he, he oftentimes does, thinks he's helping, but he's actually making something worse. Uh, the, the waiter had a one of, a, I think, of a hundred martinis that were ordered that night, <laughs> and it was a gin martini because, of course, the entire night had to be about how Neil loves gin. Um, <laughs> why are you laughing, Tor? I'm sorry you caught me with that one. <laughs> well, am I am I exaggerating it all so far? No. He was talking about gin all night. <laughs> it was pretty unbelievable. Beef eater, sapphire. <laughs> Jester, you fat sapphire, ass. Good sapphire is good. It's really good. Hey, Monk, I noticed you can't grow no more hair on top of your head. <laughs> How about a sapphire and soda? Tor, you're young, but when you're old, it's dirt like me and Steve. Hey, Steve over here. His dick don't work. Your dick don't work. Right, Steve? Our dicks don't work. Every old, old comment he made, he looked at Steve and said, right, Steve? Steve, your joints have to be hurting just yeah. like mine. I was glad Steve was there for that, because at the beach, it was like, yeah, you, me, you and me, monk, you know, we're old. It's like, uh, what? You know, yeah. So, so, yeah, he he got to latch on to Steve for that. I don't get it. I think Neil... I. Th I used to think Neil was a great person. I don't I don't know that he's as good a person anymore as I thought. Just because now I've spent a lot of time with him when he's flame on Neil. <laughs> flame on Neil is kind of a, a problem to be around. Tor came up to me and he goes, uh, he goes, Dukes, I got the wind knocked out of me. I said, what happened? He goes, Neil clapped me on the back. <laughs> I'm like, I, it happened. I said, Dukes, get your boy. He just, I might slip a disc. He'll squeeze the life out of you, too. Do you remember uh -huh. when he kept trying to move towards me so he could molest me during the fucking dinner? Yes. Like, every time I would move a chair over, like, Neil, Neil would be like, I'm sitting next to Dukes. Yeah. And, like, Tor and I had an understanding. I was like, I need you in between me and Neil. He's like, don't worry about it. I, I, I got it. And then somehow he's on the opposite side of the fucking table. I, I thought we had a decent... The, the 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 personnel layout at the table. I disagree. I, it should have been a. Well, I need to be two people away from him because he, <laughs> he was reaching over and swatting at me the whole fucking night. Like, he kept swatting at me at the table. I'm like, would you stop hitting me? What? So he hit you and he hit. Who did he hit? He hit two people at the bar. He hit somebody else. That he got him good too. 
I, it was Jester. Oh, yeah. He thumped Jester on the back so hard, I thought that like a fucking batch of shingles <laughs> fell off the roof or something. And Jester's like, dude, it hurt there, boy. I'm like, yeah, he doesn't know what he's fucking doing. He's like an orangutan. <laughs> He'd be with that fucking military hand. I'm like, whoa. <laughs> but it's hard to be mad at him because he's got the big fucking grin. And he's right. he's always having the most fun. It's the like, big oh, yeah. hair. He's very care Everything about him. Nobody has more fun than Neil. Unfortunately, it seems to be at a lot of our expenses. Yeah, one sip of alcohol and he's smiling ear to ear, happy as could be. But, but, and, and then it gets to a point where planning trips to Sweden or something. I don't even want to. <laughs> we can't. Can't, he's got to stop drinking gin in the fucking car in the hotel room. <laughs> it's not like he's going to church and there won't be any booze. Like he's literally going someplace where he's going to be drinking the entire time. He's got to stop doing that. We all have to stop enabling that. That's what he's doing. He's sucking you and Jester into his fucking web. So Jester was a nightmare in Nashville, and then Ant-Man was blackout drunk by the time fucking dessert rolled around. Another great mean Neil line is, Next time we're in Nashville, I'm not rooming with Jester because I don't want to be there when he dies. Oh, oh that's God. right. I forgot about that. Oh, my God. He repeated it three times. Like over and over again. And it was out of nowhere. Like, nobody was even saying anything about that. Oh, my God. Dude. Yeah, I man, you're close to dying. That. I don't want to be there when you... Like, what? Oh, my God. I'll sleep with Ant-Man. I love Ant-Man. That, that, that part was weird, too. He really wants to be in a hotel room with Ant-Man. Loves that. Um, go back go back to it. So Neil was ordering uh, the fucking the gin martinis. And so then it's just such a great bit because then nobody knows if it's gin or vodka. So every time the drinks are coming out, it's a huge goddamn problem. <laughs> then Ant-Man just does what everyone else does. So he's like, I'll have a clam juice and gin. And so like then they don't even fucking know what to do. So every time it's like, is this gin? Is this vodka? And then nobody knows what's going on. Steve reaches to get this martini for uh for Neil from the from Shaky Hands, our waiter, <laughs> and just dumps the whole thing all over me. And just just fucking like, to the point where like my pants were soaked. It's like, oh, oh. But again, not really much of a I'm sorry. It was more like, oh, I can't believe it. How did it happen? I'm like, well, you dumped it on me. That's how it that's how it, it happened. At least half of the martini. <laughs> And Neil's like, oh, well, Dukes, you're big and fat like me. And, and, and Steve, you're old. I'm like, oh, God. <laughs> like, can you just, if you want to be self-deprecating, be self-deprecating. Don't drag everybody else into your shit. <laughs> By the way, Steve didn't need to get up and piss once. He didn't no. get up and piss once during the whole dinner. Neil had to get up eight times because he got prostate cancer. Steve? Young. Steve is a still young person. Yeah. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Those are the only two big snafus i would say on my behalf well i mean just the general what, you, what i think and i'm like maybe you know this being a restaurateur you kind of got to size up the staff and then realize all right we've got to be a, a play ahead of the game because this motherfucker can't get it done yeah it's uh you have to have a strategy coming in depending on your first interactions yeah. with the, with the waiter and and i picked up on it quickly and then I remember you, uh, I started to say something. And you were like, "Settle down, Monk." Well, you, know? you were hating. <laughs> I mean, Monk was hating before then, we got our waters. Yeah. And then, <laughs> like, I put my napkin in my lap, but, and Monk was already hating. It turned out I had a point. Yeah, we had you we had, had to point. stay ahead of this guy. But but it also wasn't that big of a deal. And I think sometimes vocalizing the negativity, then it, I don't mean this any disrespect. Low thinkers like Ant Man would then like key onto it and be like, "Oh, Monk said it, so now I'm gonna say it. And it's gonna be my idea." So like, I, we can all acknowledge that or we need to plan ahead for this asshole. But that's yeah. why I was saying, when you and I were communicating, hey, man, let's get these steaks ordered because if he if we wait until the seafood is done, we're not going to get the food right. for 40 minutes. Well, 
And then when he was like, do you want desserts? I handed him the credit card and I said, two cheesesteaks, another round of drinks, please run that fucking card. Yeah. And it still took 40 minutes it to get that done. Yeah. And the problem was is that when we first got there, there's nobody there. And so we're getting everybody's attention. Everybody's running around. But by that point, there was 100 families in there. And I saw that guy was serving other tables. And I'm like, he is going to fucking forget about us. <laughs> and, you know, it's a good move. He kind of did. Yeah, it, it, it was a good move to, to preemptively strike. You got to get out ahead of it. Yeah. Yeah. But um, I mean, I, it, I'm saying the negative stuff because it's more entertaining. But uh, Jesus Christ was at a fucking meal. I mean, great. I, I, I honestly, I had this thought and tell me about this, how much white privilege this is. I was like, I want to go to some impoverished fucking family and be like, I'm going to take you to Ruth's Chris so you know what this tastes like. Because I, I was like, I don't know how people go through, like, go three weeks and don't experience, like, a meal like that. It's fucking, it's like euphoric how good that food is at that place. You can it, smell, go ahead. Sorry. The, well, the hash brown by itself. I mean, it, I've never had a hash brown that is bad, but that hash brown is unbelievably it's it's almost like the the creamy inside of it It, it's just something you got to try can i um may i tour i think i think we're on the same i'm tilted yeah um it's a fucking steak it's a steak joint well the steak was delicious you had an 80 dollars steak and the one thing that you always talk about is the goddamn carbs (laughs) well it is fucking enraging i was excited about (laughs) that fucking look at him the ribeye was amazing too. Oh, I'm sure you, the ribeye would have come up eventually. Well, after the cheesecake and all the other bullshit that you've had. Oh, I forgot. The twice the baked potato. Too. Remember when you had the uh, forkful of potatoes out gratin? You're like, oh my god! <laughs> now were, I know why I slithered out of Kathy's <laughs> nether regions. <laughs> oh, oh, gross! Slither. What the fuck, man? Mark that. That 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 <laughs> butter sear that they do. That you can smell that. Oh. Yeah, we were the first table mm-hmm. in there, right? So like the dining room wasn't smelt, and then. It wafted out, yep. you know. And I looked at Tor. Tor's got his big eyes, and he's like, "Oh, you know." I did start it, sniffing. And was like, "That's it's, the yeah. butters here, man." You it's know, fun that- to eat with Tor because he's shoot is excited. Is that anyone I've ever seen about anything? Yeah, I get excited because he's excited. Yeah, yeah. And it's just yeah. it was exciting. Um, I, I had this thought too. I, I said, God damn it, I wish cows weren't so fucking delicious. Because every <laughs> once in a while, I'll fuck around and be like, I got to stop eating red meat completely. Like, cows are they're sentient. They're fucking, all, they're very nice, docile creatures. We shouldn't be eating as many of them as we have. Right. You see the videos of them seeing grass for the first time. And you're like, like oh, oh, yeah, when they come out of the barn after the fucking uh, the snow is Just dissipated. Just a tearjerker. <laughs> but they're so delicious. And they're, they're filled with steaks. That fucking, the, cutting into that thing, and then I don't know, who was the first person that said, let's not cook this all the way through. Let's yeah. leave it a little bloody on the inside and see if it tastes better. Because I'm just, I'm cutting that fucking steak up, and I'm throwing it down the mouth, and I was like, oh my God. So good. This is what, this is what we're, it's got to be something chemical in your brain that's like, this is right. Like, this is what I should be eating. Because I enjoy pizza. Like, there's other foods I like, you know, you like dessert. But when you're eating a fucking good steak, it just goes like, Back to your lizard brain, I think. The, the steaks were so tender too, and and the sound of it sizzling the, <sighs> on the hot butter on the plate. Hot plate. Yeah. I burn my hands every time on those plates because <laughs> yeah. I, I got to get it closer to me. Yeah, I got I got the big blue cheese crust on the top of that. Thing. You got a big. Yeah, mo- everybody popped crazy. when you Man, got the blue cheese good. crust. Everybody yeah. was freaking out. Jester got the steak for two for one again. <laughs> yeah, huge. Um, it, I mean, it was so big. I don't remember. Did it look bigger this time? Uh, it, it looks thicker. Mass- oh, you yeah. weren't there. I'm sorry. It looked, it, it, it looked fucking enormous. Yeah, it was massive. And I do enjoy. Well, I mean, he, he's gonna die, so I do feel bad about that. But like, I enjoy watching Jester eat that steak because I know 
that's his, you know, if he was going to list his passions in life, mm-hmm. it would go to steak, maybe his family. Yeah. Uh, no, the, steak, Raven's family. The, the fact that Joe, steak, though. Steak, Raven's cow family. <laughs> I know Damn. where you're about to go. <laughs> Old Bay. The oh, fact that geez. Joe would not eat the meat that was close to the bone was oh, I forgot so about fucking that. weird. And we're telling Jester, like, you got to get in there. And yeah. Jester's like, oh, yeah, there, boy. You know, these these bites are delicious that he was yeah. getting up at. And Joe's, Joe's, Joe's like, I, well, I will tell not. everybody, like, so he had like a half inch of meat around every yeah. piece, every bone on his steak. You, tr- you tried to explain to him. Yeah, the reason why you order a bone in cut is because the meat that's close to the bone is, is the best flavored, mm-hmm. you know, meat meat there right and you you gnaw it off and i've even asked at a, at a you know fancy steakhouses hey do you mind you know if i pick this is it is it gauche bad for form me? yeah and they said no no it's a, the highest compliment we could receive so i said i said cool and joe Good. joe would not believe me the, the yeah. part that's enraging about and i was happy joe was there and joe was very excited mm-hmm. and he like he dressed nice like i felt like joe was very joe, happy that he, he was cleaned included. up good joe looked really good he did he looked yeah, great yeah. except for the hello vietnam haircut <laughs> you know like I, I thought he was heading off to saigon as soon as fucking dinner was done <laughs> that haircut dude he's got to do fucking something worse. else it's <laughs> the worst haircut yeah. i have ever seen he says take it down to a zero on the side and then straight, straight off the top yeah. he's got the biggest he looks like gunny highway minus the charisma and good looks um joe always thinks you're fucking with him yeah and he always thinks he knows better mm-hmm. <laughs> so yes. we kept saying like joe no you're leaving because we were looking over it what did he got a bone-in fillet what did he get he got the they the, had some it was weird the bone-in steak well, he the got t-bone. the t-bone yeah he did yeah, yeah. we everyone was saying joe there's a lot of meat still left on your steak you know you might want to take care of that. He's like, no, I've had enough. Yeah. I was like, what the fuck, dude? And I was like, so are you full? He's like, no, but I'm not going to eat that. And I'm like, so that's why I was excited. I was like, Monk, he doesn't believe us or he thinks he's smarter than us. Mm-hmm. You have to tell him <laughs> it's okay to eat the meat next to the bone because that's the only person he would respect. And that's a filet and a strip on a, on a T-bone. Right. You know, that that's great meat. Yes. Both both sides you can't lose. Hmm. He wouldn't do it. No. And so that bone went off. I almost wanted to take the bone. I'll give it to the dog when I get home. Like it's, something's <laughs> got to happen with this fucking bone. I thought about eating it. <laughs> well, if he hadn't, like, yeah, if, if Joe wasn't so disgusting to watch eat, like I, I would have thought about because his 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 face hasn't touched the bone. Nobody's chewing over it. I, and, I don't. Oh. Did you have something to say before we get to Joe's chewing tour? Because we're about to go from the great part of the meal to the worst part of the meal there is. My steak was delicious. Was it good? I, I had what the, did you order? I had the 19-ounce bone-in New York strip. I See, I thought that was – I thought you'd go bigger, to be honest with you. Uh, well, I knew I was going to be – I you didn't go ribeye. I knew I was going to be aggressive in the seafood tower. So you I, were very aggressive. So yeah. I, I had to plan it out. Like, okay. You were stacking. I mean, there were so many shells over there. I thought it was fucking 50 cent. You hit with a few shells. You don't walk with a whip. I thought Tor pummeled an entire uh, – the seafood thing by himself. There were lobster tails fucking falling out of his pockets. <laughs> yeah. he, could, he could have easy yeah. on his own. But I also knew that I wanted the big baked potato also. So I was like, okay, oh, this steak dear. is going to be good, and then this potato is going to be good. How and they... then I have Muck jealous as shit because I got a better potato oh, than he potato did. Was... How do they figure out eight different ways? To... It's just a potato, butter, bacon, cheese. Like It's all the same shit, yeah. mm-hmm. but there's like eight different ways, and each one's more delicious than the next. <laughs> yeah. So I wanted to stick my I wanted to lay my dick in that baked potato. Like, not 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 fuck it, just lay my dick on my erect dick just on top. It. Just rest it right on the top. Just so the stuff like started folding in over the top. That's what I wanted to do. And I was like, well, Steve's eating that. I probably shouldn't. I probably shouldn't do that. It's fucking delicious. 
Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. See, they sell 12 million copies of Elden Ring. People love that fucking game. What is that game? I, I have asked... 10 people what that game is about and nobody can tell me they just keep telling me have you ever played dark souls and i'm like no I'm like well it's like that i'm like but i haven't played that is it a rpg do you know anything about it it's an open world first person or, or not it's open world i think rpg uh where it's very complex uh very complicated it's Ugh. like it's supposed to have a beautiful design i remember I, why I know, is it so popular because there's a whole bunch of different characters and the characters are really cool like you can be a samurai you can be a vagabond you could be all these different a types. vagabond i saw it i said shit i want to be a vagabond shit baby i'm ready to do some vagabonding and then all my friends that actually game they're like you're not gonna like it it's good it's it That's takes way too much time everybody tells me it, it, I, I think it, it's very very uh, uh complicated it, it's it's but, very difficult there's no there's no, also no um but 12 million is a is a monster number right that that's like fucking like a rockstar game types like red dead redemption type numbers people also like it because it doesn't have difficulty settings it's just the game it is, is. There, there's no easy medium hard very hard expert none of that it's just the game so but, people but are intrigued by that what you just described and george r r martin is somehow involved right the, i think the it, game of thrones guy i thought it was a, a lord of the rings thing no, I don't, it's uh, not. A, it's not a Lord of the Rings thing, as far as I know, because I think Gurm, as the, he's known in the uh, the nerd circles, is involved. Look that up. I think he just made some shit up again, like you always do. I might have conflated Ring with Lord of the Rings because it says Elden Ring, and that's yeah. so that's why you think that's very drabbish of you, by the way. <laughs> not elfish, drabbish. Um, see if George R. R. Martin is involved in Elden Ring. I believe gotcha. he did. I believe that he is. Um, the crazy part about it is, it's it's. Whatever the algorithm is, it gives me, you know, when I log on to different things, it gives me a lot of video game news. I would say seven out of every ten stories is about Elden Ring, and everyone's playing it, and it sold 12 million copies. So I'm like, well, shit, I'd do a gaming stream. Should I get this game and check it out? 100% of the people I've asked said, you will fucking hate this game. So what am I missing that everyone loves this goddamn thing and that I can't play it? I think it's very, very tedious. It's a lot of grinding, uh, and then. But like, are you a guy that I mean, you can't do that stuff too. I I thought I, I I'm like I see I I because one of my roommates got it, and I'm like oh shit I'm looking at the characters you could customize them I'm like shit this looks sick I saw I saw vagabond I said maybe I'll go buy this you thing. gotta go vagabond because it, it looks fucking just the character looks sick and there's I'm like wow and then I don't know a week later I hear him screaming trying to get through the tutorial itself oh no yeah so he's still to it like a week later he's still fucking uh, he he likes or it might have been like a couple days but he through the tutorial he had to call like our expert gamer buddy and have him help him with the tutorial itself how is that fun i don't know i mean i like a game that i can just pick up and kind of go with you right. know and play that's what i thought it, i thought it was because you can be in a party with people and i, I think they can jump in your so i'm like if we could all just be rolling around i don't want to do that i don't want to jump in a party with anybody i mean that's what all video games are now. i want to play by myself i think that's what it, it, it's most it mostly is but uh george r, r. martin uh, was involved as a world builder with the game so would you like to apologize i would like to apologize would you yeah. like to say anything else um shoot was right and tor was wrong thank you yeah. why do you do that just because it said ring, so you thought it has to be Lord of the Rings? Well, I thought there was some Lord of the Rings video game that's dropping. <clears throat> well, there's a Lord of the Rings Amazon television show, and I think there's a Hobbit video game oh, dropping. Oh, that's what, I'm is what it is. Most, you said it's the most expensive TV show of all time? 
Oh, it's it, that Amazon. It's some crazy ass budget, right? Well, they signed Joe Buck and Troy Aikman. I think Amazon's got some fucking money, which is crazy to oh, me. Oh, you didn't see hmm. ESPN Monday Night Football? Oh, I did see that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Who did uh, Who did Amazon sign? They signed somebody big. Yeah, I saw they're both doing Monday Night Football. My bad. I, that, that, see, look, look at me immediately saying I was wrong and then correcting myself. It's something that you should get the hang of, young man. Um, Amazon s- signed somebody fucking uh, noteworthy recently, I believe. Maybe they're focusing on Al Michaels or something. I don't know. I think it is Al Michaels. Is it Al Michaels? So, um, just real quickly, um, and then we'll. I don't. We don't need to go an hour and forty five minutes every day for the whole week. I just want to throw that out there. <laughs> Last night tour, I uh, I played um, Call of Duty, Black Ops Three, Nazi Zombies. I love Black Ops Three. I don't love Black Ops Three. I love <laughs> Nazi Zombies. Is yeah. what I love. I love shooting Nazi Zombies. And trying to figure out the Easter egg in the map. Um, I, I was playing a map that I think is probably six or seven years old that I fucking grinded on for months trying to. And I didn't. This is back when I was not doing any multiplayer. I just hated the idea of doing anything online with people. So I was playing it by myself. And if you've never played those maps, they're meant to be played with with four people. I got a crew now that I run with on Nazi Zombies. Um, it's probably the worst crew in the world. <laughs> Uh, I don't know that I've met worse video game players uh, that are more selfish and don't know what they're doing, but they're all guys that I like, right? It's John Page, it's Danny Becker, and it's Ant-Man. And then I think Joe actually tagged in when Danny Becker had to leave. Oh, that's a crew. Where's the pack-a-punch? Let me, dude, <laughs> you want to talk about a selfish... I forgot, I think Joe coined the phrase. He said, Ant-Man plays video games like he's having a grand mal seizure. Like, he has... No ability. It's all impulse. It's just if something's flashing, he's on top of it. It's something yeah. he can grab, he's got to grab it. Like there's there's ways to play video games. For instance, I'll give you an example. You're killing zombies, and these little power ups pop up. And there's one that's max ammo. Yeah. Right. So everyone's guns fill up. Okay. Yep. Pretty straightforward. One of the things you do is if you're playing, you announce to the team, "Hey guys, max ammo over here. Reload." So then you reload your magazine, so when you get the max ammo, you fucking um, you get a full mag along with all the other rounds that you're going to get. Right, it takes it from 120 to like like 240. Or exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, or if you have mines, like put your mines down, you're about to get some more mines. Like that's the way that it works. Ammon is incapable of doing that. He has to, if there is a flashing box max ammo in front of him, he just has to jump on it. Right. And, and whatever there is, like if there's a button to push, like, hey man, don't push that yet. We don't need that trap yet. It also costs 1,500 points. He just pushes it. Because it's like a button in front of him that he ha- he gets a prompt on the screen and he just, he just has to do it. It's why he's bad at Mortal Kombat. If there's something, like he just has to fucking frantically interact with the map. There's no strategy at all to what he does. The Black Ops 3 map is pretty, the, the zombies map is pretty intricate also. It's pretty wild. There's a lot going on. It's like you have to unlock this and you have to grab this and then you have to grapple up here. and you have to, It's oh, fucking yeah. tough. Like you've got to watch tutorials and then... You know, getting back into that world is somewhat tedious, but I did a, I did a bunch of prep because like, I do a gaming stream and I want it to be interesting. Uh, Ant-Man, not the case. He's just he's just running and gunning. And then he'll do the bit also where you'll pick him up after he gets down and then he won't move. So then all of the zombies that were just killing him, he won't move backwards. So they're all right behind you. So you're crushed against him and then you die and then he runs away. <laughs> it's just... He's the worst teammate, and he's the teammate you think that he would be playing a co-op online God. video game. But I got to say, uh, I haven't played it in a while, and I, uh, in my life, I have logged thousands of hours on Nazi Zombies. 
it felt like fucking your ex after 10 years. You know, going back and being like, oh, this wasn't so bad. You know, right. she hadn't started bitching at you yet. Like, whatever the reason, <laughs> cheating on you, whatever it is. Like, oh, I just get to pop my old lady one last time. That's how, that's what it fucking felt like for a couple hours. I, I was on for like three hours, and I didn't even blink. I forgot I was doing a stream. I felt bad for everybody in the audience because I was just so into playing the Zambi game with the, uh, the boys. It was a shitload of fun yeah i think if you really want to go deep in the game uh you have to find a, a real crew because my expert gamer buddy friend in i think in uh black ops cold war yeah or he was or uh, call of duty cold war he had the the number one high score in all of zombies did he really worldwide with a couple of guys that he met online that were also very good at zombies yeah, i'm so. just not i'm never gonna be on that level like we're we're just trying to work our way through part of the Easter egg. I mean, they just get killed so quickly. Like I'm just my, my whole my whole game is picking those assholes up, and they're just throwing grenades on the ground, and shooting each other, and it's just like no, no. shooting in the thigh, not like, the please, head. Come on! Like I had to figure out a way to turn the microphone on because I'm like, you, I got to tell these guys what to do, or we're gonna die in the first three rounds. Right. Um, it's a shitload of fun. If you want to play Nazi Zombies with us, my gamer text Dukes the DJ on the PS, and it was uh, a lot of fun. I'm probably if I'm guessing, I'm gonna be on. the only problem is tour. Drinking going way back up again. Like, uh -huh. I, I had stopped drinking during the week, but it's just, dude, I go back to a place, like, in my fucking late 20s where it's, that's what I did at night. As I would just get on and grind Nazi zombies with three other jerks for <laughs> nine hours pounding Miller Lights, and it's the most fun I've ever had. You understand? It's so great. There's no vacation that compares. There's no sex that compares. There's no food. Nothing. Pounding beers, playing fucking games, screaming and yelling, hooting and hollering. I don't know why, but, like, and trying to explain that to, our, to like, my dad is impossible. It's so weird because I it, Black Ops Three. I remember playing it till one a.m. in high school. Yeah. Just here, are my school. buddies. Fuck you. We're fucking. We're just. <laughs> but that, I'm thinking that is something I'll never be. We'll never be able to recreate. No, it, just not because at all. It, it was just a, a six month period where it was the most fun I could have every night. And it's got to be that environment for me. It's got to be like three or four people I know, and then we're fighting waves of something. The, the horde mode on Gears of War Two is still probably the best time i can remember in my life like being able to just sit there all right, you over here and you set up here and then you go over here and you have the sniper rifle all right i got the boomer here they come you know that's whatever the, here they come you know, it's just fucking great you just lay into them it's just dorky shit we were playing private matches versus other teams at, at the school just uh, just like no, talking that is, shit that is nerdy. it was nerdy but it was so much fun i don't know why that's so much fun and that if you're boozing on top of it because the drunker you get like there's a line it's like bowling like if you're kind of drunk bowling you're actually better yeah but then you get really drunk <laughs> and you're no good anymore <laughs> you're like animation gutter ball what the fuck and you can't blame anybody bowling then you start blaming all your teammates right you didn't pick me up you just walk right by me you know how many times i've said that you're fucking up the oil lanes <laughs> what the oil lanes the lane you mean the oil on the lanes yeah I wonder if Monk's gonna <laughs> fucking smoke you in bowling, <laughs> destroy you. By the way, how many points am I? How many pins am I getting when we have that contest? Oh, God damn it! This sucks. All right. <laughs> Big Shoot is gaming, and he wants you to be a part of it. Head over to Chad Duke Show Gaming on Facebook. Turn on your notifications, and you'll know when Shooter is going live. Tune in to see big finishing moves, tall vampire ladies, and samurais in Tsushima. Follow Chad Duke Show Gaming to get all the info you need on any of the giveaways that take place as well. Hold on. This is Hillbilly. I heard that you all were huge fans of hearing from Sean Coke yesterday. I tell you what, I'm a huge fan of one thing and one thing only. Hard sellers, giant green butt cheeks. And I think M.W. Burke can build most things, but I don't think they can build that, nor the hole he's left in my heart. 
since he took his love elsewhere, and you know where he took it to, that goddamn Chad Dukes. What's wrong, Tor? I'm talking about Emily Burke. It used to be Scarface quotes. <laughs> you mean it's during the during the middle of a read? Not anymore. I used to watch. I used to watch Scarface when I worked at Hoy and Hoy with Arthur Heller. I was scarred deeply by his choice to move on, and now I see that Chad Dukes has been scorned by Bartholomew for Luke Thomas. M.W. Burke licensed, insured, and bonded in the state of Virginia over 20 years in the industry. I had 20 years in the industry, and the industry of being devoted to Art Thaler. Kitchens, bathrooms, basements. They're doing my basement as we speak. Got them coming over this week. Hang a giant-ass cow skull in the back of my uh, back of my room. Can't wait. Uh, the entire process will be taken care of by Matt and Lisa Burke. They do a great job. Design, permits, final walkthroughs, all of it. You know about my personal experience? Spectacular, phenomenal, just the best. I got these spiderweb tattoos on my elbows in honor of the time that I spent taking in used copies of Toe Jam and Earl and handing out chewy runs to all the impoverished children of the neighborhood. Um, visit mwburke.com to get a virtual consultation. See some of the work. Absolutely fantastic, including my kitchen. You'll see my kitchen on there if you want to take a look around. Got the uh, the nice white uh, cabinets and the island and the big chill uh, utilities. Beautiful. Uh, when you get your consultation, mwwork.com, select Chad Dukes sent me because I did free pizza for all the children that have been uh, wandering out in front of the hall and hall looking for free Lipton iced teas for the past 24 hours. That's right. Instead of when I have an event, it's just an excuse for shoplifting. Uh, mwburke.com. Tell them how Billy sent you. Whether you're drinking by the fire, getting ready to send it into Arlington like your boy, or just trying to find an escape from your eight kids, make sure you check out the Chad Duke Show playlist on Spotify. Just go to chaddukeshow.com slash music for the official link to your new favorite playlist. Thank you, everybody, for tuning in to the Chad Dukes Show Friday show. If you are a regular subscriber of the Chad Dukes Show, the Fortress Film Society from last night is posted uh, for audio purposes for a regular audio subscriber. If you're additionally a Facebook supporter slash subscriber, the video is up for you in case you missed it last night. Tube was running the board, Goat was in there, loud goating it up, and then Jester was there, and Dukes was there. It looked like a fun time. Uh, so if you're uh, if you're looking for that episode, it should be up for you. And then uh, next week, another big week of shows. I'm sure we're going to have more big NFL developments. I'm sure there's going to be uh, more movies, movie news, and all the fun stuff that we talk about on the show. It's never political. It's never anything about uh, COVID. It's never anything about, uh, you know, really gas prices or the war or supply chain issues or blockchain shit. None of that stuff. It's just a little little escape from that. So if you're sitting there watching the news thinking, oh, this is making me miserable, subscribe to the Chet Duke Show. It's a lot more fun than whatever you're seeing on CBS or ABC or Fox or CNN, MSNBC, True TV, whatever else, wherever else you're getting your news. Anyways, I am uh, Gigantor. Thank you for going on this voyage with me. We will be back on Monday with some more fresh content. You know what I always say? Time to that and friendship you. Ta-da to fucking you.